0: What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Great to be back with you once again here on Marketing of the Minds podcast. Welcome to episode 21. 21? 21. Wow. Okay. It, our podcast now can now legally drink alcohol.
1: That's <sighs> a big responsibility. I
0: know. It just can't drink and drive. But uh, yeah, voting and dating, staying out late, uh, no curfew, drinking alcohol. There, there, our podcast 21, It can it can do a lot of things now. So it's very exciting. Our our baby's getting old. I know. It just seems like yesterday that when it was (laughs) born and hatched from a, a wee almost was yesterday. It it almost was. Well, it's great to be with everybody today. Today is part two of our funnel hacking live 2021 review that we will be doing. So I'm excited to be with, uh, uh, be with you guys today. And of course, Nate, always great to be with you. Um, we, uh, we got done with funnel hacking live uh, uh, last week, and we took a thousand notes. And uh, I know Pages. we wanted, to, I know we wanted to uh, kind of keep keep. Uh, there were so many gold nuggets, so many great things that came out of that uh, that conference, and uh, that I think are directly applicable to a lot of the professional services businesses that we work with. Uh, attorneys, architects, engineers, chiropractors, doctors, clinics, practices, agencies, all of them. Um, And I hope that some of the things that we'll share today will really make a, make a good difference for them. Uh, Kind of three big nuggets, three big um, uh, things to focus on today. So why don't you get us started off if you will? And uh, who was one of your favorite speakers there?
1: Well, Uh, I, uh, man, there were can you pick a favorite? I mean, all of them were actually pretty good. (laughs) They were to be, to be honest, but, but I would, I would add one, one thought while we took pages and pages of notes, we attended, right? We bought tickets and we showed up and took the notes. And uh, unfortunately we can't be all inclusive of everything that we took. So I would say if anybody's interested in learning some of these things amongst many, many others, you gotta go, you gotta Mm -hmm. go. So, there, there's kind of an invitation, I guess. If uh, if you guys want to join us at Funnel Hacking <laughs> Live next year, uh, we're planning to attend. So
0: that's awesome. I remember one of the uh, one of the very first speakers that started off was Russell Brunson. He's of course one of the owners and founders of ClickFunnels, this uh, this marketing software that that we use. And I remember he started off the conversation by actually defining what an entrepreneur is. And I really think that every single professional service provider is absolutely an entrepreneur. But he had an interesting definition that I'll share with you, and maybe just to kind of kick off our conversation. Good definition. Uh, um, he said, "An entrepreneur is someone who took responsibility." Took personal responsibility for a problem that wasn't their own. And I think of again, CPAs or attorneys or chiropractors or dentists or fill in the blank. They decided to go to school, get a significant amount of training and education so that they could go out into the marketplace to solve problems that weren't theirs. But they rose their hand and said, "I want to be a solution. I want to do something to make our community a better place, to help businesses, to help consumers in some way." And uh, so I tip my hat to really all of the professional service providers who uh, chose to solve, take take personal responsibility for some problem that wasn't their own, but decided to do something about it. So anyway, with that as kind of a maybe an introduction, who was one of your favorites and uh, uh, you know speakers? From Funnel Hacking Live that you maybe you want to highlight. Sure.
1: Yeah. No, you know, um, met a lot of the speakers, talked to them. Um, but, you know, somebody who I thought was pretty down to earth had ideas I wouldn't say are brand new, but certainly very solid ideas. Uh, Jim Edwards was a pretty fantastic speaker. And uh, he's a popular copywriter. He is a copywriter, right? He used to be a journalist and and kind of got into uh, sales copy, copy uh, uh, for ads and landing pages, etc, and uh, used to be graded on the quality of the performance of his articles or ads that he would put together um, man you know one of the he he came up with a principle and it's not exactly the same and it's been referred to different ways from different people, but the concept is hook story offer right so get a hook, be disruptive g- grab their attention tell them a, a brief piece of information that somebody can relate to and give them an offer on how that could apply to them uh, by and large. But uh, he, he brought up something that's kind of an interesting thought, it's thought provoking. And uh, he mentioned that in all of his years and the things that he's done, he's noticed that there are always patterns to success and successful ads, successful landing pages, all the things digital. Uh so he I he just said that, hey there's always success patterns sometimes they're obvious sometimes they're not but if you have an eye for it or not just try and focus on what is that pattern so look for the pattern and once you figure out what that pattern is then you can use it for yourself M- model it doesn't mean you have to copy exactly word for word an ad you saw that works cuz maybe maybe it doesn't but if you see ads that are successful there's something the ad does or something the ad says or a way that the uh the the verbiage is structured, certain kind of an offer, whatever it may be. Um, there are. It, he, he brought up an interesting point, and he said that there are lots of different ways to frame the same message. And it's interesting that he says that because that's kind of what we do sometimes when we're working with uh, some of our social media ads or some of our pay-per-click ads that we can say the same thing in some different ways. And sometimes those different ways connect with people or our audience better, better. than mm-hmm. what we thought maybe it was the first time. So he, he would uh, he, he mentioned, I wrote this down in my notes that there are no less than two to three ways to say the same ad or a uh, copy on a landing page. There are always several ways to do it. And uh, he was encouraging in a way that, Hey, if you've tried it once and it doesn't work that doesn't mean it's dead. It doesn't mean it's a bad message. It's, maybe it's okay, but you just have to say it differently. So testing was kind of a big deal. Try running, you know, uh, different ads to the same page. See which ad performs best. Try running different ads to different pages. See which ad page combination works the best. Anyway, just a neat, a neat thing. Um, and then he brought up a concept that uh, has lived in my psyche for a couple of years now. Um, I don't have the, the notebook in front of me, I filled it up a long time ago. <laughs> but there was a, a gentleman that I heard at a conference that was uh, that's a video and branding expert. And he talked about that there are six to eight uh, different video types that everyone should be using and what they do. And long gone are the days when, uh, and, and I remember them very well, because what was just, six or seven years ago, right. people were still using these. What I like to refer to as the hero script, um, Jim referred to it as the soapbox script, but essentially standing out there or, or getting attention saying, uh, I'm the best, or I'm the number one. And I remember writing title tags and meta descriptions and heading tags with the term, the best, best you know, X in X location. And maybe that's like, the best dentist in Southeast Idaho or something like that. Right. And the concept behind that is, is that, um, you know, people wanted to get a quality, uh, a, a quality service or a quality product, uh, or work with the, the best person at it, right. They wanted to skip all of the headache and just go right to the right person or the right thing or the right service. And the concept still remains, but the psyche, the behavioral, um, uh, Part of people have changed as we have adapted to making online searches. Um, how we search, what speaks to us, has changed. Right? Even there are new generations that are introduced. Right? We've got the X Gen, Y Gen, Xennials, etc., mm. etc. Cetera, et cetera, and how how people are, uh, are are searching based on what they want to find. And what we're finding is that people are. Um, and, and this is also what he was trying to uh, convey. People are trying to make a good decision, but they don't want to be told what the decision is. They want to be guided. And so the concept is, is, um, you should have, uh, less of the, I'm the best at, or I'm the top, or I'm the number one and more along the lines of, here's what you might be thinking, or here's what you might be considering and here are some options. Now with options, you can always guide people into which option might work best, but if you give them choices then everyone feels empowered. So, really really interesting concept and, and uh you know, I, like I, even within the last couple of weeks, I have seen ads not only online uh billboards mm-hmm. uh that have said, you know, I'm the number one real estate agent in Idaho. Mm-hmm or uh, the best surgeon rated number one the last four years in a row, or we wow. are a five-star <laughs> dentist. And that's great. Congratulations. That's kind of how I feel about it. But how mm-hmm. does that help me to, uh, to solve my problem or well, what I, it is I might want?
0: I think consumers, generally speaking, want to learn for themselves what's best for them. And so when service providers, any business stands up and says, I'm the number one fill in the blank, or I'm your solution. It's like, well, how do you know? Like, you don't even know me. You don't know <coughs> my situation. But but I think there's some power in helping consumers discover for themselves that we are the best. And I know in professional selling, when a salesperson tells the prospective buyer, all of the features and all of the benefits of why this product or service is going to be awesome and wonderful. The prospect naturally has some skepticism. They kind of say, well, of course you're going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. How
1: do you know? You want me to
0: buy from you? Of course, you're going to say how great and wonderful it is. But if I ask questions like, how would this help you? Or in what way would this make a difference for you? And I, I say the benefits, then I'm discovering those benefits personally myself. And I believe them. But when they come out of a salesperson's mouth or a billboard or an ad, I'm like, well, you know, you're just trying to sell me. So I I think a a, a really interesting point uh, to get away from the the hero speech, the soapbox speech, the I'm the number one speech, help your help your prospective buyers learn and discover for themselves why you're number one, why you're so great and wonderful.
1: Correct. Yeah. Well, and, and if I could just summarize that point stop saying you're the best. (laughs) No, I'm not saying that, but, but I am saying don't portray the message in that way. There are better ways that will be more successful than just stating uh, your pride and ego, Mm. but guide your perspective customer client or patient. Um, Make, make the, make them feel empowered by the message you have because they're the ones who chose you Mm. rather than you telling them. Yeah. you're the option.
0: And in a quick, easy example of how say a dentist or a chiropractor or a CPA might do that is through actually a testimonial. When you have one of your customers or clients say, you know, before I met Dr. So-and-so, I was struggling with this and frustrated with that. And I was having a hard time with this, but after meeting with him, Uh, and going through this process. Now I'm happy. I'm skinny. I'm, my teeth are white. My, I'm, my life is so much, (laughs) (laughs) I'm so much happier. A, you're, you're the, all of that is coming out of the mouth of a customer. It's not the dentist or it's not the engineer or the architect saying I'm number one. It's, it's a customer client. But number two is, is the viewers and watchers are kind of going on this emotional journey along with the customer, kind of this before and after. So uh, I think a simple tactic to apply this, get away from the hero speech, the soapbox speech, is just have more testimonial style ads where customers are kind of describing the before and after uh, experience that they've had with you. So
1: Sure, sure. And And I actually think that that's a good segue into the next point that I wanted to bring up um another funnel hacking uh g- takeaway right <laughs> that 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 is worth mentioning and it's something that i think that we already do a lot of as it is um but uh, but to hear more people talk about it uh is certainly gratifying but helps you know that you're we're kind of already on the right path the message that you have in your marketing needs to have a purpose and uh and I think that there's a misconception often that people have, whether it's a doctor or uh, a credit union or an architect or whoever, that my service or my products fit everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, maybe, but pretty unlikely also. And I would also venture to say that you don't have, uh, if you look back through, if you were doing tracking and looking at revenue dollars, um, that you are not gaining everything pretty equally amongst all people, um, amongst all genders, amongst all races or amongst all geographic locations. Like there are certain pieces that you can pick out as significant pieces of data. And, uh, and so there are questions that you should ask, uh, before you ever put any kind of advertising or messaging out. And, and I would even ar- argue that, uh, This matters on your website too, right? On your service pages or on your product pages. So the idea is how to better identify your audience, right? There is 20%, and this is just kind of a rule of thumb, but you'll find it's crazy how often it's true. 20% of your audience produces 80% of your revenue. So what we're looking to do is identifying that 20%.
0: Beautiful 20%. And it
1: doesn't mean you have to exclude anybody else, but what we're trying to do is include more of that audience that is spending money or that is going to become uh, um, a revenue producing figure for you. So uh, there are seven questions on how to better identify your customer and uh, we, we call them here, we call them personas. So Mm -hmm. identifying a persona, a person. So I'll, I'll tell you what those questions are. Those questions are, um, what is your customer? What is their identity or what do they call themselves? Like how, how do they identify? Um, Question number two is, is ultimately what is it they want? And sometimes it seems like it's a simple answer. I would argue that it's typically not. You kind of have to peel back some of the layers of the pieces to get to the root reason.
0: and, And a good way to do that is when you answer the question, what do they want? And you know, the answer might be, well, white teeth. For example, if you're a dentist, the corresponding question would be why answer that and then ask why again? Well, why is that? And why is that? And that kind of helps, as you said, kind of get down to the root, right. root of actually what they want.
1: Uh, you, you know, um, we've talked about the concept of continually asking why, and we've mm-hmm. talked about that the, the average answer takes five whys to get to the r- yep. root cause. And uh, my wife was joking with me the other day that uh, uh, it's like our three year old is asking all the time, why?
0: <laughs> why? And I don't
1: even know that he cares about the answer. He just wants to ask why. He's and it's funny to fun. see how you go down yeah. the responses. But, but that's kind of what you need to do. Yep, agreed. So, okay. So anyway, so that's, that's, the, that's the second is uh, uh, what do they want? And then number three is what is their focus? Um, where is their attention being pulled? And again, ask why. Uh, the fourth question is what is their issue or pain? to me, this is kind of a significant piece because the reason why you buy a car or the reason why you go see a doctor uh, uh, most of the time, right. Uh, Or the reason why you have a real estate agent, there's some problem, right. Mm -hmm. That they can help you solve whatever that might be. So maybe you're looking for a comfortable trip, uh, a car that can be better at gas mileage, or maybe something that's uh, more environmentally friendly, right? Like a hybrid or an electric car. Or, or maybe maybe you've got um, a sciatic nerve issue and the chiropractor can solve it. Or maybe you have a special design you want on your building. Whatever the case may be, there are people who can solve that problem. If those people who I'm talking about, not not the audience, but if those people can identify and clearly state, you probably have this issue or you might be considering this. That's one of those pieces that I, that connects you to what your audience is. Wow, how does he know? Right, I am in the market for an electric car right now. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Again, your message isn't for everybody; it's for your twenty percent that's going to drive that eighty percent of your revenue. Correct. So, what is your issue or the pain? I, you know, even even you as a provider may have those issues or pains, and so think about how you would put yourself in the in the shoes of your audience to, uh, to identify what that might be. And then, uh, question number five is what might be holding them back, right? So what are issues for people who maybe are, uh, financial consultants, right? Um, maybe somebody wants to retire when they turn 50 instead of when they're 63, for example. So what's holding them back from, from retiring at age 50? There's probably a myriad of different reasons, but maybe it's just Mm -hmm. because they don't have enough money. So how do you, how do you solve that problem? I just identify it. That's it. Just yep. write those things down. Good. So, um, and then this, number six is does your product or service help and how specifically so how does your product or service solve that specific problem? Um, a couple of weeks ago we talked about a concept of if you don't tell Google on your website, something very specific, you can't assume that they know, right? Remember we were talking about the driving school yep. and, uh, and these guys just wanted to be show, to show up for, you know, Los Angeles driving school and they never were, and it was because they were literally missing the phrase, Los Angeles driving school written on their website. So you have to spell it out. So don't assume that your audience patients or customers know the answer. Maybe some do, but probably not. So just assume that they don't and then uh and then the last piece is what time frame does it take to get results so is it a a dumbbell set right that you're you're a gym owner perhaps and how long does it take to get fit or how long does it take to become a a bikini body fitness uh competitor or how long does it take to lose 15 pounds i mean there's all these different things that you can identify Uh, or how long does it take to whiten my teeth right is it a 10 visit process? I, I don't know if those would be very good teeth whiteners <laughs> or, or is it something that can get done in one 30 minute session or, or something like that? So, uh, those seven questions are really key. Once you identify what those questions are, then you can shape the message, the hook as Jim Edwards calls it, uh, in your ad or on your landing page. It gets their attention. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's what I need
0: well oftentimes you know a lot of service professionals or or professional service providers will get frustrated by the billboards the tv or radio ads by the facebook ads by various kinds of marketing efforts that they're doing that it's not panning out not producing results they're spending a lot of money but it's not not producing the results and it could be it could be it's because that the messaging isn't well developed or targeted uh, towards their kind of dream customer, their, 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 their persona. And the best way to answer some of these questions is by having some informal, candid conversations with existing customers and ask them, you know, some of these kinds of questions. And, uh, but, but when you do take the time to answer these questions and then look at your ads, look at your emails, look at your social media posts with that lens, you'll probably start seeing some gaps and some discrepancies and saying, you know, this one really isn't, it doesn't a, make sense. It doesn't make sense. And and that's probably why. So
1: it's true. Great insights. Great yeah. insights. And, and look, while that one took a minute to describe, um, there's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I look, I've been doing digital marketing myself for 15 years and I have to be reminded mm-hmm. of some of these things, but I know. but so powerful you guys.
0: Mm, that's awesome. Well, Jim Edwards, no question. Uh, he, he gave an evening e- evening session. It was uh, after dinner. I remember it was uh, kind of a breakout session that he did. And, uh, um he's uh, he's legendary he's got books and he's got courses and all sorts of uh, good stuff there who is uh, maybe another another set of speakers maybe our third key topic before we uh, wrap up the podcast was there a, another concept or another speaker that really captured your attention
1: um <clears throat> yeah one that stood out to me and again it's nothing revolutionary but it shocks me at how often people don't follow it um mike schmidt and aj rivera Uh, got up and and uh, talked about uh, the idea of the funnel hub uh, on your website and the thought was is that there are so many places on your website where you might have an off you might talk about your service or you might talk about something special about uh, a product or things that you do but you're not necessarily giving yourself the credibility that people are wanting to make that investment or to reach out or set an appointment or pick up the phone or fill out that contact form or even just to purchase. And, um, and so there's several pieces that they talk about that really just need to happen. And the thing I loved about this is that funnel hacking isn't specifically designed around agency Owners, right? It was really designed to be for entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs and that, and and that is owners. a yeah. pretty broad range of people. And so, not everyone is tech savvy necessarily. But the concepts these guys were talking about, um, I hope everybody paid attention to, because it makes good digital marketing sense. It Absolutely. makes good SEO sense. Mm, it makes oh, fantastic yeah. pay per click results sense and social media ads results sense, etc. So, uh, it stuck out to me as a really powerful message because I, I wish everybody knew these things. Mm. And uh, one concept they talk about is um, how you get from a visitor to revenue um, in different ways on your website. And they argued, um, I think that uh, you know we had both written down that they had argued that websites are like mazes and it gives all this information without Asking anything or or progressing very well to the mm. next step to get them to to the finish line and uh, the On con- a website
0: it's easy to take a lot of dead ends or wrong turns that Correct. ultimately don't lead to anywhere productive and uh, it, so. people get bored right yeah. and
1: and uh, you got to catch their attention and get them excited and get them to to follow that course of action. Uh, call to action to buy or contact or what have you, uh, as far as what your service or product is. So the idea they they put together is something called a funnel hub. And they specifically uh, talk about this being on your website. Now there are funnel hub ideas that branch outside of your website, but use your website as kind of the central piece. And and I think that's a good concept. But in their funnel hub, they talked about um, four specific things that really help to make it so that uh, you can make that connection. Number one is, is uh, on your about us page on your website, use that to add credibility. Um, there was kind of a litmus test that they were talking about where they showed up to a meeting and noticed that several of these people that they knew who they were by reputation ahead of time and they thought, what are we doing here? And an idea came up and they started Googling all their names and found out that many of them weren't even searchable by their name online. So that the power of your brand and how well your brand is represented online adds a lot of credibility. What a, what a basic, but powerful concept. So as a test for yourself, Google yourself, Google Google your your name, name. Google Google your business name, Google your own personal name. You know, if you're a doctor or a lawyer, Mm -hmm. um, you can have separate profiles for your profession because you're given titles right? You're an MD or Esquire or, yeah. or what have you. And there's other professions where you can too, not just those, but if you Google your name, do you show up? Is what, it the right person? Yeah, what shows up? Is it the <laughs> yeah. right person? Is it something right? good that's said about you? Is it something negative? Um, and if it's, and if you have a hard time finding you, or if there's not enough information, I think that's a great place to start.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: there was a statement made by the, uh, 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 well-known and uh, sort of legendary, uh, Rand Fishkin, Uh, he he talked about an idea that has always stuck with me over the years about branding. And uh, in branding, he talks about when somebody starts an SEO campaign, arguably the first six months of that campaign should be a hundred percent about branding, not your keywords. Name
0: of the people, name of the product, name of the company.
1: Yep. And and then that same concept, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, right? Because an apple is healthy. And the more healthy you are, the less you need help getting that healthy or back to health. The same thing applies to branding. You can, you can do a little bit up front that will save a lot of headache on the back end, mm. right? An ounce of uh what's the same Prevention. Prevention. That's right. It's
0: worth a pound of a, a pound cure. of
1: cure and pain. That's right. So, um, anyways, in this funnel hub, they talk about use your uh about us page and talk about your talk about your company, about really who you are, like what's your mission? What are the kinds of things you do? What do people think about you? That's a great place to to put up um, uh, reviews and testimonials, videos or, or written text, for example, or you can even bring in some of your Google or Facebook reviews and what have you. Uh, they also talk about, it's a great place to in a, in a very classy way, right? Not braggadocious, but what are your case studies? If you're a service provider, you might say that this service did this over this period of time for this kind of person. And those are the kinds of things that people look at to say, well, those are the results I want. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyways, that's just one concept, right? The second one is, is you need to talk about who you are. You need to talk about your culture. You need to talk about what you want to accomplish. You need to talk about what your business stands for. And maybe, you know, do you remember going back into the eighties and nineties? Everyone had a, a mission statement that was at the headline of their website mm-hmm. and uh, long gone are those days where that matters as much. But, but this is a way that you can actually express that message of, Hey, we're all about you know, creating impact and helping people or Absolutely. whatever the case may be in a very nice way, but it's not front and center on your, on your homepage. By the way, that's another hack. <laughs> don't, don't yeah. make that front and center. You could probably do a little better than that, but there's a right way to present that message.
0: They called it a movement, your a movement, m- movement page. Who's your tribe? Who's your community? What mission are you on? Right. Like, what tribe or community are you leading as a, as a, as a service professional? That's right. Service that's provider.
1: right. They did. Um, then they talked about uh, using your service pages or your product pages to ultimately list your offer, right? Are, are you running a sale? Is there some service that is uh, more important than the others? Um, your perspective of what's important might be different than what the audience might perceive as important. You know, maybe they've got an issue and they're looking to solve that's really common. Or maybe you want to list your most profitable service or product first. Um, or you can find a balance somewhere in the middle, but list your offer and then treat, uh, treat all of your services with everybody. Like it's new. Don't assume that everyone, anyone knows again, assuming if, Mm -hmm. if the message, maybe this is the success pattern. Don't assume that anybody knows anything. You kind of just have to say it all. So assume that nobody really knows anything. And, And those that do know can probably just skip ahead. If that's information that they already know. Um, but it's a great place to offer people freebies, downloads, white papers. Um, you know, if you've got a, a chart or something, kind of a guide that you're giving to people, service pages are a great place to offer those things. Um, that helps kind of lock them in and and, uh, and be a little more, um, what was the word that they used? But sold on your offer, whatever that might be. And uh, the last, the last piece that they talked about, well, it's not necessarily the last piece, but the last one that I have written down was they talk about uh, uh, public publishing. So where where are you? Where do you participate? What's your community, right? Um, are you on Facebook? Are you on YouTube? Are you on Instagram? Are you on TikTok? Are you in LinkedIn? And uh, you need to not only list those places, but make it easy for people to connect on those places. Uh, and it doesn't need to be buried or hidden. I know it's really common for people sometimes to put them in the footer or the header of their website. Cause that's just a, a place to stick it. Right. Um, but if you craft the message on, on your pages, somewhere in your website, you can just say, Hey, we're on social media. Join us. Come be a part of the conversation. Come, we invite you to be a part of our community. Um, so those are really important. List the places that you belong, give people instruction on how they connect with you. How do they, how, how can they you know, just tell them like us on Facebook. I mean, that's, just, it could be that simple or it could be, Hey, uh, we write a, uh, or we send out a newsletter every week or we send out a newsletter once a month, put your email address in here and we'll, we'll include you on it. I mean, that's, those are places that you can connect. That's awesome. And then, uh, and then where are your content channels? Are you so, okay. So maybe you've got a content channel on your blog, on your website, but are there other places that you might write for, you know, are you a uh, do you write reviews for other other places? Do you, are you a specialist in something? Do you, are you published in the medical journal? Talk about those things. Those are all the pieces that uh, concur with what Jim Edwards was saying with not being the hero, but being more of the guide, right? Invite, make the invitations happen. But uh, the one piece that they kept reiterating over and over again Um, and it was funny and I wrote down in big letters is don't ever forget your call to action. Like you want to instruct people to do something, tell them, Hey, I expect now you've read this, that this is the next step. Give them a big bold button or a a phone number or something that's just in your face to let them know, here's what I expect you to do next.
0: There is a little bit of a, a framework and a template certainly when it comes to organizing all of the information on your website. And oftentimes uh, because professional service providers are not marketers necessarily, they're really smart at their particular niche. They just allow the web developer, web designer to, to kind of take the ball and run with it and set those things up. And, you know, and, and many web designers and web developers are fantastic at what they do, but sometimes they don't have marketing in mind. They have design in mind and aesthetics and beauty yeah, it looks pretty. and function in mind, but they don't necessarily have marketing in mind. So, but when you have marketing of the minds, uh, of the minds <laughs> uh, it, uh, on your mind, when you're putting your website together, you'll organize your website in a certain way as, as you've described, or as uh, as Mike Schmidt and AJ Rivera described to, to make your website more functional and uh, and and help generate leads better and convert more visitors into into patients and customers.
1: So. Now, I I do also have to apologize because that's not all they said. Mm-hmm. They had so much information, but those are the pieces that stood out that the I wanted ones. to 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 talk about.
0: Well, just to summarize, uh, Jim, you started off with uh, Jim Edwards talking about um, having a good hook, something that captures attention, a good story that enrolls and engages people emotionally and mm. then having a good, uh, offer having some irresistible something that people want to take action and, in, and in, in desirable enjoy. Yeah. and, and how important it is that in your emails, your social media posts, your, uh, Facebook and online ads, and even on the various pages on your website that it's easy for you to point your finger at what's the hook, what's the story, what's the offer, and making sure that those are all aligned so that was the first thing you mentioned second was the importance of having uh, of understanding your your dream customer your persona answering those seven questions and really taking the time to understand who your ideal customer really is and then making sure that you're looking at all of your marketing and advertising through that lens to see if there's any gaps or lack of alignment right Third thing you mentioned was uh, this idea of restructuring and reorganizing your website so that it functions more like a hub for everything that you're doing, more of a funnel hub, if in in that sense. And uh, structuring each of the pages so that they can they can help.
1: Yeah, so. uh, instruction and uh, mm-hmm. making making the offer more clear.
0: Right. Yeah, I love it. Well, funnel Hacking live was great uh, and. Uh, lots of great takeaways. I think we'll do probably one more episode of Marketing of the Minds where we review some of the key things that some of the speakers came out with. Again, these events typically just happen once a year, and and it really is kind of the who's who. And so, as Nate mentioned, if you have a desire to go to Funnel Hacking Live, uh, I, I think uh, ClickFunnels has has the website up. I, I just go to Funnel Hacking Live. Uh, dot com dot com probably yeah. I don't even know without even looking but but find it mm-hmm. it's back in Orlando again next year 2022 and it'll be a great time but um, uh, when we get back together on episode the, the third uh, or part three of this we'll review a couple other kind of final final key takeaways and thoughts from some of the best speakers that were there so excited to do that so uh, Nathan appreciate you being with us today any other kind of final conclusionary thoughts from uh, for our listeners
1: you know there was one statement that was made by somebody at funnel hacking that was really that stuck out to me i just happened to write it down from uh, Peng Jun. he's a really successful click funnels and mm-hmm. funnel hacker he's made a lot of money and uh, the one piece on his presentation that stood out to me was uh, what is the value around the information you're offering because maybe the information you're offering is amazing but how do you get people to know that it's amazing so got to tell them think about it for just a minute and, um, and make it simple, make it simple so that they recognize that what you're offering is a value.
0: That's awesome. Well, thanks again, Nathan. Appreciate you. Thank you guys for joining us. And we can't wait to be back with you once again on marketing of the minds. Take good care. We'll see you soon.